ting ting hello everyone welcome back to episode 3 can't believe it's episode 3 already uh, of death life and everything in between me uh, lokush with my confidant devi friend friend is more like <laughs> the other one is not politically correct yeah so hi okay devi uh, so uh, since everything so far has been dark and depressing let's go with a colorful topic nfts yeah and how and, and let's make it dark and depressing let's go <laughs> okay so nft like okay let's just give like a basic introduction and then we can build off of that right because yeah. for people Netflix, who don't know uh, uh, lokesh is going to be our uh, technical expert on this topic <laughs> so i am not a blockchain expert yeah they we just read stuff in like the past one week and then he has come prepared for this <laughs> yeah just wanted something fresh and unique but okay so uh let's start with nft so what is an nft nft can be essentially called as a non fungible token as many of you know so that is a bunch of gibberish what is it in english right so say for example you take money right money is like your standard rupee dollar uh yen so this would be a form of a token which essentially uh, if you go back in time to the barter system where it was like four tomatoes in exchange for a bag of rice but there was no exact exchange uh, metric you could uh, state whatever price you wanted for the number of tomatoes depending on how desperate the other person was so people decided to create this arbitrary system called the currency right so what people do is they decide to exchange currency in exchange for an arbitrary good and if you actually were to notice like on every currency it each currency is ex- essentially a contract and it's written on it like i uh, i promise to pay the bearer of this note uh, 100 rupees or whatever currency you guys use and it's signed by the government of uh, whichever country you're in which is a kind of a fun fact so uh, essentially now you can see currency as a form of contract fungible the second part like so what fungibility is is essentially you can exchange it so you know like how uh, if i was to exchange money like money i could exchange it for either a tomato or i could exchange it for a book or anything random now uh, say for example i had a painting right the uh, like the mona lisa because i don't think people know any other paintings like if i <laughs> david you really, really. <laughs> don't underestimate the really? audience oh really okay okay really? if i say uh, a winter's uh, a winter's dream okay people would just know <laughs> or something a little bit more like starry night or something like that. oh yes oh good come on starry nights no uh, what's his name? neil degrasse tyson has ruined starry night for me like dude he's like obsessed his tie his shirt his yeah. tux Ah, like, okay but uh, yeah uh so yeah uh, say for example we had the painting like the mona lisa now i can't exactly sell the mona lisa whenever i want like it will have a value of say 12 billion dollars i don't know how to value yeah. paintings uh say so it has a valuation something like 100 million dollars yeah, like it has a valuation of something x amount now you can't exactly be like hey you give me uh, this thing x amount i'll give you this painting no right because it usually that's an estimated uh, value so what you do is you hold it up in an auction and someone else would buy it uh, so the center system makes the pricing very vague and i'll explain later why that's interesting okay. for now uh, we have the case where now uh, what money essentially uh, so the painting is having a value but the value cannot be exchanged directly for goods or any services so that's why it is non fungible right and this is a real life example so say if you want to the crypto world like the online version 
the online version of money would be cryptocurrency where you just exchange cryptocurrencies and you can buy stuff online with like ethereum and uh, bitcoin which have like vast uses or bat which is up and coming i guess i've never used it okay uh, say for example the same concept as like a painting which is a estate like property but it's not something which you can use right so the same system would be applied uh, digitally would be called an nft and that is essentially it like anything could be an nft because uh, ethereum's existence was uh, first made so basically bitcoin existed and bitcoin uh, all it could do was be a currency it didn't actually have many applications the only reason bitcoins of has this high price is because a lot of people know it and it's fame that's why people put more money into it and hence it is uh, what do you say more expensive so people developed ethereum ethereum is now has many use cases so you can post anything on the blockchain integrate it into ethereum ethereum like holds is like a container it can hold anything you want with like paintings images audio uh, text anything literally so hence that gave up to the rise of dapp which is decentralized applications where you build software which are on the blockchain like they survive on the blockchain so you don't have to end up building security because the security system is the blockchain itself so the same concept it came for paintings because if you so try to something... that uh, ethereum becomes a sort of vessel which can carry also essentially yeah so okay. it's like some dudes uh, some dude on like a traveling car saying i will sell your product just give it to me right so he has like a moving stall and since he's moving no one can ever rob him yeah <laughs> yeah so that essentially became like a global phenomenon like everyone not many people realize it right so <laughs> in a segment uh, like it's a common person you're telling me like uh, this is an analogy tell me if it's true all right okay so if i if i purchase a you know if i purchase something say yeah. an apple okay, okay. and i'm play, uh, paying like uh, you know 50 rupees or something Hmm. and so you are telling me that ethereum is sort of this thing which uh, which, uh, which is like you can add the serial number and a currency note has a serial number right each yes. currency note has a yes. unique serial number so when i pay this 50 rupee uh, let's say i am paying with a single 50 rupee note yeah. so the serial number on that 50 rupee note is kind hmm. of like how it this cryptocurrency works right so the the unique id the unique serial yeah. number that i pay so it's not just like i paid 50 rupees it's more like i paid with that certain id yeah. or that serial yeah. number of the currency note yeah so they be like uh, you know like a lot of artists who are friends right yeah so the what's uh, one thing with like they'll all make art and they'll like make a collection but they can never sell it to someone online because the moment you put it online someone can just screenshot it be like why do i need to pay you now as i have your painting mm-hmm. right and they could use it without any moral obligation whatsoever because you can't take them to court because uh, owning of uh, what do you say crea what is it called creative intellectual uh, property intellectual property thank yes. you yes intellectual property is very vague in terming yeah. so copyright laws are like very very easily rewritable mm. right as you can see with mickey mouse <laughs> yeah okay no did you know disney has like extended the warranty yes, for of like, course wiki yeah. mouse for like yeah. fucking for like, no i am actually more. not a big fan <laughs> of uh, intellectual property being extended so much yeah because i have uh, you know jakuram rajan is like i know but you can't make it public domain right because that's the entire brand of the company yeah yeah so yeah, that, so no, not just that i obviously when it comes to a company i am talking about the whole uh, you know the broad idea of intellectual property and Vikram Rajan who was the former governor of the Reserve Bank and also chief economist yeah. at the IMF so uh, he actually uh, 
give this idea like Nordsky, so he actually wrote this in a book that you know intellectual property actually hinders further research because it's more like uh, it's okay if the creator gets credit for like five to ten years or something like that but when this uh, patent quote unquote for this ip uh, gets extended so it actually hinders further research because other people can't modify or you know redistribute it uh, so it's actually you know it's actually hindering research for the common good so that's like a yeah. side note intellectual property and now we can come back to crypto <laughs> yeah that's true uh, okay coming back to crypto where, where were we yes so the problem with selling paintings is anyone can steal it right mm-hmm. now what if your painting had this unique code to it which if you own this unique code means you own this painting and thus you can you have copyrights over this design concept so you can essentially like uh, tell anyone to like fuck off because this is basically their your concept now right yeah. you own it mm-hmm. so that is essentially like what this whole nft basis is so yeah you wanted to say something after this basically yes so uh, that's that's uh, so you have given a sort of like a broad introduction introduction yeah. to the uh, listeners to what crypto means what how nft is actually derived from that and yeah. all that sort of thing so uh, uh, i i am going to be uh, i am going to tell not about the you know technical side of things and uh, guys laukus has actually you know <laughs> published nfts that sort of thing so he's like well versed <laughs> into the technical side so i'm going to talk about more like a broad i almost thing. built a cryptocurrency also oh wonderful but i got bored and i decided i don't want to do <laughs> you, you guys hear that so that's that's his level of expertise so i'm going to talk about more about a broad policy based and you know that sort of thing so uh, the global crypto market so that's like around 1.68 trillion dollars right it now. actually dropped yeah. by 12% in the past few months 320 billion but, uh, yeah around uh, the total crypto worth uh, all those things would be around 1.68 trillion dollars okay so and it's uh, growing and the creator electric bitcoin and the creator of bitcoin has actually made dropping, it in such a way that only a finite number of crypto can be mined right 21 yeah. million if it's I like diamond yeah so uh, only 21 million crypto uh, bitcoins can be mined right yes so essentially it's like a finite number yeah so and uh, as you know as as it gets scarce at as uh, you know as more people mine more and more of this and as it gets to the limit of 21 million it gets harder to mine right that's the idea yeah. like and so far are... so far 90% of all bitcoin has been mined yes the remaining 10% will take the another 120 years to mine and people are actually putting <laughs> more and more resources into mining this yes yeah. so and that's and that's also <laughs> and in india Yeah, the crypto investors have reached almost 1.5 million. So there are like 1.5 million crypto investors in India. So you can actually see how big of a market this has become, and it is actually the second largest country in terms of crypto adoption. So we are raising, you know, we are raising. I'm second. Wow. Okay. Yeah, second, <laughs> second largest country in terms of crypto adoption. So. That's weird Our, because like a few days ago they almost banned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think that that has actually driven this you know sort of strict policy making uh, you know by the government intervene because uh, this is crypto by definition is unregulated right. That, yeah, I know, but I made. remember they were in twenty twenty they were like we are gonna ban crypto all if you start selling now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, you know banning I don't know how you can actually ban like how you can you ban something that's out. unregulated. No, but when you're cashing it in, 
your IRS will ask, yo, where did you get the money from, right? Yeah. And you add it to the bank. And, also and if you say a crypto source, they can easily fuck you. Yeah. And the thing with, uh, you know, banning something is that banning uh, almost all the time leads to a black, black market, right? Uh, banning drugs leads to a black market, yeah. market of drugs. So it's more like regulations more than banning actually works better. So, and actually blockchain technology has a lot of interesting and good, uh, you know, applications which can actually serve uh, people. So I don't think the government would straight out ban everything and, you know, just like that. So I think that's why yesterday the budget, the finance minister has actually said that the Reserve Bank will be rolling out a digital rupee and it would be strictly regulated by the Reserve Bank. So I don't know how it comes into the definition of cryptocurrency, but I think they are actually aiming at, uh, you know, I don't know if they are going to ban all other private cryptocurrencies. Uh, there's no clarity on it. Yeah, there's no clarity on that, but they will be bringing out a digital rupee. And I think their lack of clarity is because they don't understand what they're dealing with. Yeah, because this is new, right? I, I don't think anyone really understands how this entire thing works because it's so complicated. And, it's not that complicated. But see, like... As we move more into the podcast, like we'll see how this entire thing is actually complicated because uh, how you know how NFTs gets their value, what is the intrinsic value yeah. of information, all those things, and uh, you know coming to NFTs, which are like a derivative of uh, cryptocurrencies, an offshoot, I mean, say. So at the end of 2021, the entire NFT uh, asset worth is like 41 billion US dollars, and uh, you know people. A digital artist has actually sold an artwork of 69.3 million US dollars. So I actually follow people. Yeah. Because oh. uh, when I started 3D development, right? Hmm. So Beeple was this celebrity amongst the 3D world. So he was known to make one 3D artwork every day. Okay. That was his thing. And uh, when I found out like that, he made an NFT. So his NFT was basically 30 years of daily putting out one, one artwork. In one big collage. Yeah. A collection that of was, pictures. Yeah. Right. That was his NFT, which was yeah. put on an auction. Which yeah. And that, that sold for 63 million US dollars. I think yeah. Christie's. Christie's sold it or sold But no, no, no. But here's the thing that was sold in Ethereum, which means mm. the price would have increased by now. Yeah. It is more that's than 63 million. <laughs> hmm. So that's what we're looking at. Uh, see, uh, because uh, it's growing so much, it's uh, you know very volatile. The price can fluctuate very quick. And that's that sort of the, I don't know if it's, uh, it can be called danger, but sort of like, uh, you know, strange behavior of this thing, because it's such, it's so, uh, I wouldn't say expensive, more like it's, it has such a huge Volatile. value, yeah, huge okay. value associated with it, which can actually fluctuate. It's not like normal, uh, the stock exchange that we are seeing, right? You yeah. can actually, at least for them, we can actually, they are actually, you know, physical goods, uh, or you know material goods which we can actually predict uh, you know the political uh, political effects would be there social effects and you know things like that would actually influence the markets but for bitcoin you know or any other cryptocurrency for that matter it's fluctuating so unpredictably right yeah yeah it's, it's, it's so unpredictable and coming back to nfts yeah so this 69.3 million dollar sale of people like you look at this number so uh uh, so I'll give a comparison. This is of the same range as Vincent Van Gogh's self-portrait. 
Okay. Don't have to chop this year off. I don't know if that if that's the one. No, I don't think that's the one. But a painting with sort of an orange tinge. That painting. It's a self-portrait. Okay. He is painted lots of self-portraits. Right? Hmm. And this one. Uh, and actually, that sold for seventy million dollars. Almost the same. Sixty-nine. Current money or old money? I think it's adjusted for inflation. Okay. Now seventy million dollars. So uh, seventy million dollars. So see, that's that sort of like um, you know Vincent Van Gogh. painting or claude monet's you know many of his landscapes water lilies all those things yeah, yeah. The, the, all these are on the same range 70 72 million dollars so you can actually see this collection of jpegs you know digital thing has actually sold for the same value as a vincent van gogh painting one of the greatest painters in history but right. this is a painting and people is one of the greatest painters right now <laughs> yeah but but that's you know that's all that's uh, that's debatable Obviously, <laughs> this is just a collection of JPEGs which actually sold for sixty sixty nine million dollars. But now you're talking about Vincent Van Gogh. Thirty years, thirty mm. years every day making a full fledged three D artwork that looks nice. Yeah. That much, like whether you're sick, you're not sick, you're going, you're out, you have, uh, you have some family problems, nothing. Like thirty years. No, this is just an example. You know, this is just an example. No, I know, but still, it's still, worth it. There are digital works which are selling. You can't say around. just a JPEG. <laughs> no, just a JPEG. I mean, in comparison to artworks like Vincent Van Gogh painting, this is artwork on Claude its own. Monet's way. Painting. You know, just because they use paint, they use pixels. What's the difference? You can't yeah, call it just a JPEG. No, just a JPEG. I think does does it uh, does, not just. I, I'm not talking about the specific case of people's this painting, yeah. but you know, I'm talking about you know the first tweet by Jack Dorsey <laughs> or uh, something like you know all those meme, the meme, the cat, you yeah. know, cat with the rainbows flying. That meme. Uh, the meme. They are selling those, right? I, this was just an example because it's such a huge. Yeah, cat. Yeah, and I just took this example because it's such uh, such a huge number, but you yeah. know uh, you get the idea, right? So we are actually selling these uh, digital assets, quote unquote, at you know huge prices, which are like uh, unimaginable for something uh, which is just a couple of bits and bytes stored on a computer, right? Which anyone can copy and paste. Uh, but as you said, it would be unique, but yeah. uh, where the blockchain would identify the uh, yeah. create. Uh, but still, I have a doubt. <clears throat> the JPEG is just a collection of bytes, right? On a computer, yeah, yeah, that's what makes a JPEG. So it's just information which is coded in a computer. So okay. if I copy and paste it, the same yeah. image, it would be the exact same replica, or is it not? Okay, it would, but uh, what would you do after you say you copy the image? No, I'm saying what I'm saying is that. See, uh, okay, so images just... Van Gogh's painting. Okay. No, so image copy... basically is not just uh, pixels. So there also is something called image data, which JPEG and all use. Uh, like, have you, for example, taken an image, uh, screenshotted it or something, but then someone uh, like Instagram flags it down, saying, yeah. "Hey, this is copied." Yeah, how do you think yeah. that happens? So usually, images tag along some other extra data along with them, which yeah. actually was a cool thing which I was trying to do before. Okay, so it is called. Uh, let me just search the term. Um, Yeah, yeah, steganography. Yes, 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 yes. So it was called steganography. Okay, and it is like I lost my mind when I first saw it. So what it is is you essentially embed code, text, uh, stuff inside yeah, images. Yeah, inside the image. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that you can like decode and uncode. Yeah. 
which means images also have like a data storing ability mm. which is actually kind of a cool concept like i thought it to some like i was teaching it to some juniors and they were just losing their minds like wait what how <laughs> yeah but uh, my question is like see uh, if i have a digital art a digital jpeg yeah see, and at, at the most fundamental level it's just bits and bytes right just information zeros and ones right yes and you can copy zeros and ones just as yeah. it is without you any error it's charted also yes yeah just with a, uh, and like everything you said the underlying uh, yeah. encryption everything you can copy fine. all that theoretically fine yes and i uh, assume i copy all that hmm. right and i reproduce it on my computer okay is the ex uh, so that will be the exact same thing yes as the one i copied right 100% okay. 100% yeah. right okay and this applies to any digital thing created yeah yeah but consider a vincent van gogh or leonardo da vinci artwork no person can replicate it 100% because it has an intrinsic historical value and like see be logical no one okay. can uh, copy yeah, fine, every fine. stroke right yeah. so you you cannot copy a painting like how you copy a digital work a digital work can be copied 100% accurately without any loss of data uh, why and, that is why nfts exist the blockchain tries to prevent that system yeah but the blockchain is just a signature right like yeah. uh, uh, like a, a artist signature. signature on a physical painting once right? a signature is used it cannot be uh, reused by anything else that's why it's non fungible yes yeah. it's not uh, it's unreplicable non replicable right? yeah yeah non replicable so uh, see uh, when you take a physical uh, corollary to this uh, you know uh, an, an artwork cannot be replicated 100% right, yes. and the blockchain analogy can be like the artist signature right if yeah. the artist signature is there then the painting is genuine yes right. so what i'm saying is that if a good uh, if a digital painting can be replicated 100% accurately on my computer See, I can uh, copy this 69.3 million artwork onto my computer from like uh, you know, the same thing yeah. as the person who purchased the NFT. Yeah. But the only thing is that I cannot, you know, copy the uh, what is it signature. Yeah. Of the art, but still I have the exact same painting here, right? It's like I okay. I have an exact copy of the Mona Lisa in my living room. It's like okay, it's so the exact same that? thing with with you know exact same when I say exact same, it's like the Exact thing, not just the exact thing, but historically, yeah, fine, it's the fine. exact thing the with exact all thing. the okay. same strokes as the painting. Yeah, isn't that good? Yeah. Given that, given such a uh, you know replicable and underlying you know replicable okay. effect of digital artworks, hmm. what you know what gives this the value? What gives the painting the value? Except that it's the only you know it's unique. Yes. Okay. See. Other than the uniqueness of the blockchain, what gives the artworks its intrinsic value that justifies seventy million dollars? Okay. That's First thing, a let me just destroy your entire hopes about the painting world. Okay. Yeah. First thing, a paintings are a form of tax evasion. Okay. No, I'm not talking about the policy <laughs> aspect. That's no. a physical <laughs> thing. No, no, physical thing. Yeah. So, first of all, a painting is a form of tax evasion. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, that's debatable. Okay. No, no okay no <laughs> and uh, another cool thing about paintings is uh, how they're valued so yeah. say for example you're trying to do some illegal activity yeah. okay and um, you want to give someone 60 million for like 
killing your wife or something i don't know okay i don't know what these do okay but yeah okay. say you want to give yeah. someone 60 million for a task now but illegally obviously do it's our podcast okay <laughs> but illegally so but here's what you can do instead of if you give them direct money money is always traceable mm. right what but what you can do is give them a painting worth 60 million which you can just take and walk out of your house right yeah all right and they essentially own 60 million they ever try to resell it so you're selling that uh, you're telling that a physical painting can be used for money laundering that's what you're saying also yes essentially yes now but none yeah. of this is yeah, imagine the same thing in terms of crypto so uh, so consider this concept okay so say you started an nft series called uh, uh waifu inator i'm still working on the name i'm making one right now <laughs> okay i'm making an nft collection called say something so waifu something okay I, i'm still working on the name and so let's just assume an nft the an nft collection okay like crypto punks fine we'll take a real example not what i'm working on so uh crypto punks um let's say you all of them all the crypto punks would be valued at like say a decent value of 0.23 ethereum right so say you bought like 40 of those okay now uh there is hype generated around it this is why like all the hype about nft because see i'll tell you the truth nft don't get sold as the hype mentions okay the entire reason people uh, spread the hype is so someone, someone buys it off them because they realize they made a mistake oh, okay. okay now <laughs> okay now here's here's the fun part it's like joining a cult man not not a cult a pyramid scheme okay like you buy one and then you get like four 40 other people to buy something so you someone it's will basically fomo it's spraying yeah, on fomo pretty much it is exactly fomo yeah. now imagine you bought like 40 of these right now uh, say you can either do one of two things either a sell them for like a higher price and then make profit from all these suckers or two uh sell it at an under price right mm-hmm. say due to uh, this thing expansion reached like 230 eth but then you sell it for like 220 eth now you have a loss right yeah. like you don't have you did not have a loss you essentially made money but you have a loss okay yes. cuz it's you're supposed to own 230 thing value of money but you just had a loss of like 20000 for which is not even supposed to be a loss right okay. hence you could deduct this on your yearly taxes okay mm. so uh, like there's like tons of methods of for tax deduction and like most of them are like inclusive of like making up fake losses like this is not exactly fake it exists but it is also doesn't exist at the same time it's like a very unique concept okay like say for example wait i had uh, take so you're saying that uh, there's a method of tax evasion yeah yeah dude no one who's rich pays tax okay i'll just tell you <laughs> like no, i was reading uh, you know uh, going by the logic it's basically like uh, if i own a stock right the value of the stock might go down yeah and i made so, a sort of a loss right i think yeah. it's the same logic that applies here right uh, as the value you know as the supply or the demand goes down or the supply goes up uh, no, no, the no, value no. of the stock might go down i will prove you something if i can find the photo where is this photo <laughs> okay, david, the, keep, keep talking i'll find yeah as photo. for the money laundering aspect i think that's a completely bogus claim because oh my god according to according to the bbc like uh, i have researched this before up uh, the like, money laundering using crypto has actually increased 30% in the last year and the yeah. total amount of money laundering that is said to you know take place using cryptocurrency is valued around 8.6 billion dollars 
and most of this is used in either ransomware or drug dealing so i i think you know crypto you know no 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 it's it's not really preventing money laundering but actually you know making a new it's, method to yeah it's produce. actually pretty easy to money launder all you yeah. have to do is just buy some crypto sell it again tada your fresh money <laughs> yeah it, it, it yeah as i said it's actually reached 8.6 billion dollars worth of money laundering which take uh, and this is just an estimated figure like god knows how much actual money laundering is actually taking place <laughs> yeah cuz you know using this tokar i can't even imagine how who this person is who said selling stats of money laundering <laughs> yeah so i think the government is uh, you know uh, rightly justified in regulating it with an iron hand because you know these sort of uh, unregulated activities can really be dangerous i might say uh, you know i, I can't find a better word uh, destabilizing the economy yeah i think actually it can lead to that sort of thing because you know essentially it's unregulated cryptocurrency and nfts being just a, an offshoot of uh, cryptocurrency can actually aid in money laundering yes i found it okay so these companies i'll tell you example okay like you said money uh, it's money laundering claim is bogus okay yeah. companies like pinterest mm-hmm. right Pinterest estimated earnings every year is negative 128 million dollars. Snapchat is negative four 944 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Spotify is my this thing. Uh, thing uh, what market cap is negative 581 million. Okay. Okay. They're negative millions. Okay. Essentially, these companies are losing money every year. Yet, how are they afloat? Like Twitter also for like was I lost the image though, but Twitter also was in the same boat, right? Hmm. this is what they used to like cut off on taxes you can write this all off on taxes so you don't have to essentially pay money because you had like a huge loss right hmm. somewhere in the year somehow you can say like i lost money this year instead of you earn money at all and do you believe a company would lose that much amount of money and still not be bankrupt i mean this is going into the realm of tax laws and tax evasion Let's I mean, go. What do you mean? <laughs> this is drifting so off topic. <laughs> this is drifting so off topic. But yes, obviously, there's a lot of tax evasion going on, and the entire structure of tax laws can never be 100% complete. I mean, any no contract can be 100% complete. So if you have a smart enough lawyer, you can actually perform tax evasion just like all billionaires and millionaires do. <laughs> that's the difference to I'm but, on the verge of committing tax evasion I'm not even joking <laughs> like yeah, I know but, all the methods I just need the capital right now yeah love is saying this on record so all our listeners please not <laughs> I will teach people it's not exactly tax evasion if it's just loopholes in the system yeah yeah but so, exploiting the loopholes means that you are taking off what actually belongs to the public my, my I'll give you my IP address you know where I live come let's talk it out <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know money laundering is one of those things and the other thing about nfts and cryptocurrency as a whole is this question of inequality inequality that, yeah inequality and yeah sure? that is actually an offshoot of cryptocurrency because see 360000 owners hold mm-hmm. around 2.7 million nfts right and 32400 or like That's around 9% Hold eighty percent of the total NFT market. So just like in a no no real economy. Not... No 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 no. But David, think about it this way also. 
crypto like as i've seen and read so far is the first ever system which allowed the poor to invest also because say for example gold and silver you need like a baseline value right like you needed this much and you would only get a kg of gold or like mm. if you want to invest in tesla tesla stocks are like the most expensive right now because yeah. they forgot to do, they didn't divide it yet so it's like a really high value for just one stock yeah. right but the thing about crypto is it's unique you can buy a fraction of a currency right and then if it goes up your fraction doubles or triples yeah but and, still uh, people who actually you know not not everyone i would say most people are not well versed with the blockchain technology because nobody so, is yeah nobody is well versed like, in blockchain technology i can't talk about this to anyone people, that's why i'm making a podcast episode with you <laughs> yeah and people who actually know you know uh, know sort of well can actually exploit this system and that's what we are seeing here see 9% people hold 80% of the total yeah, nft market yeah, it's 9% of people who decide to actually study about the nft market no but still, you, uh, most like people are ignoring to it it's, I, the information is public domain access i studied i found out all this stuff if people don't read they can't just expect to like get no, successful you, you can't blame the people like this is sort of a how it's public domain you can yeah. study and you can make money it's no, your like, choice i you know, see a normal person you know a normal person can go to a market and buy something like that's that's logic you can't just right. invest like that right if you are investing in real estate you have to do the research not yeah, everyone that's, that's what i'm saying just like system. how just Study. like how just like how the modern economy is breeding inequality by itself see the us which is like a haven of a, a capitalistic utopia is one of the not the one of the, the most unequal nation among all large develop, uh, developed nations right really north korea even with north that, that's korea. true you can look it up see <laughs> the us is the most unequal nation where 1% of the top 1% hold you know such enormous wealth uh, so north korea they, what see the people who want all, all the wealth two, two, okay. i am just saying about how see the us the capitalist economy is what most nations like nine okay. most nations that follow solutions some part of, i i'm not yeah, i'm not here to give us on on the perfect economic method see i am saying about the capitalism as seen a laissez faire sort of methodology like a free market methodology methodology like what we study in economics like if you leave the market by itself it will stabilize and everyone will be fine and everything will be fine which is impossible and which you can see the student debt in the us and the high <laughs> medical costs all those things are like i'm not going into that i am try to draw a parallel here see like what you are told like just like how modern economy is breeding this sort of inequality uh this sort of uh, you know knowledge gap or the sort of unequal access to you know uh, learning about these things or you know getting into the system sort of has actually enabled this sort of big inequality to come so sort of nfts are actually not a level playing field as of now i don't know if technology is supposed to be a great equalizer but you know as we have seen in everything literally every technology has come you know digital technology that has come has proved us it is not trying to be an equalizer it's exploiting the market just like how all the big companies i'm not going to name any going to name any of them but you guys know who who i'm talking about all the big corporations come on just say called. facebook what do you say <laughs> i'm not going to say anything on record oh wait apple that's also on. <laughs> so they're following up uh, you know see if we if we are going by the you know sort of perfect economy with the father of economics adam smith told where there is competition and you know everything will regulate itself and people is the reason have... he died with no friends 
see uh, like see all his uh, you know the theory of the market stabilizing itself is when you have competition between uh, you know companies where they are you know then we'll get a better product see when two yeah. companies are competing against each other they'll try to make a new product but what happens when there's a monopoly no innovation will happen just like how there's a market monopoly in you know capitalist states in so in a socialist state you have sort of like a government monopoly and that breeds corruption just like how inequality is bred in mm, mm. capitalist nation so something like that so i went on a tangent here so like that uh, nfts are actually breeding inequality and technology is not pro- uh, proving to be this great equalizer and another thing is that the anonymity which is you know related to digital transaction crypto transaction so this can actually i think this can lead to market manipulation and fraud because you don't know who is selling and you don't know the buyer it's just happening in a digital world and even if you sell an nft like you can sell it to someone without knowing who that person is or who is selling right so if i just take some jpeg from some person and put it on and you know i just copy paste using a screenshot and they just put it on the blockchain put it as an nft mm. uh, the, that person won't even know it right i did i think yeah. that's what happens yeah no no so, that's actually a very common thing so board yeah. ape yacht club you've heard of it right i'm sorry board board ape yacht club no i haven't heard of it oh you're not wait my yeah. profile photo what the uh, the monkey, monkey yeah. thing yeah ha 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 yeah so i got one too because why not so yeah so <laughs> uh so board ape yacht club right that was like the biggest controversy here that became like the mo- like the peak of nfts like that was the most sold nfts of all time okay like you could go to open seas and check it out it's like fucking massive now the thing about board ape yacht club right the uh, first it's may, mainly two things i want to talk about one first i'll talk about the good thing then i'll come back to the what your point was yeah. one very interesting reason for why board ape yacht club became a really good nft right you can see like jimmy fallon a uh, couple of a cele- lot of celebrities what snoop dog uh, kevin hart uh, mnm all these celebrities have like their own uh, board ape yacht club nft right yeah. so yeah. what this does is they have embedded a link into the what into the image so what that link is is the discord invite okay so imagine buying something which is worth like half a million dollars to just to join a discord group where it's filled with people who just have half a million to throw around for no reason right so it's okay. essentially like a form of connectivity like how people go for golf or listen to opera yeah. right yeah it's not about that you enjoy the thing it's more about getting communications and meeting people to like connect right so basically yeah. a rich people thing yeah a rich people yeah. <laughs> but yeah coming back to like what you're talking about <laughs> uh the very famous thing about this like i said this was a very famous nft which at like peaked yeah. right mm-hmm. like so the thing about it is it got tons a bajillion copies okay so yeah. there's like so many so many uh fake copies that were created like 3d versions of board ape yacht club ones which were slightly altered like everything all those started popping up and people started get, buying these and getting scammed okay yeah. and like another fun, famous uh, thing which people started doing for scamming nfts is they go to like games korean games which no one's heard of yeah. okay or like chinese games because they don't like come out that much in public domain because they're very restrictive yeah. like games no one's heard of like dead games okay they would flip the image okay yeah. and they would sell those images as nfts why because if you were to google lens it 
you wouldn't get the image in the search bar. But if you were to flip the image, you would get like the exact link of where he got it from. Okay. So okay. it's like flipped image NFTs and uh, copies of the original Bode Piachka. These sold millions, like number of people who fell for this are is ridiculous. Like, I don't know how many idiots are there. Okay. Like, <laughs> well, you can't call them idiots. Like no, anyone no, no. would fall for this, right? You see, no, no. You, out of 90%, say 1% uh, actually studied about NFTs and Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Out of that 1%, 90 uh, 90% of them somehow turn out to be dumbasses who buy random shit here and there for yeah, some yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this this is what i'm saying right this is exactly the sort of inequality that i'm talking about like it, it, you know it comes back to that point you know even a person who is, you know has actually learned about this take, taking his time to learn about the blockchain and all those sort yeah. of things can actually be fooled by this afraid nft right i don't even understand how though like it's not even like it's the official site like there is like ah yes NFTs cheap price let's just buy it for no reason. You know, Malik, like you can't say like smart people won't get scammed. Dude, David, <laughs> I I went to the site. I've seen yeah. these fake sites also. There is no way on earth I would have ever spent money on this. Oh, see, still like yeah, that's what I'm saying about like people who have actually learned about blockchain can get fooled. So this is sort of the inequality that I'm I'm talking that and this is one of the factors which actually contribute to this. So we have act, we have covered by now like how it breeds inequality, how it uh, you know leads how to market have, manipulation and fraud, yeah, <laughs> and how it leads to money laundering. Yes. So I think now coming to which I think is the most uh, important thing which which we should be discussing right now is that how it affects the climate, right? Yeah. How uh, the mining, the sort of mining which I talked about uh, in the first, you know. As it gets, as the number of bitcoins get more of them gets mined, it's get it gets tougher to mine them, mine the rest of them. And people are actually going to great lengths and using huge machines to actually mine uh, bitcoin and all other cryptocurrencies. So, a study said that you know yearly, annually, people are using 115 terawatt hours of energy to mine bitcoin. So that to give you an analogy that's like the entire annual uh, electrical energy consumption of argentina <laughs> and argentina is like a country of 45 million people yeah and people See. go there every year occasionally yeah. for to watch the football matches too <laughs> yeah now talk about uh, talk about uh, you know people you know no, like forget energy consumption or, right yeah talk about Imagine the heat no yeah, each heat. miner generates uh, uh, so much heat that 2% of global warming is now from mining. Where a percentage. <laughs> yeah, no, the thing is that I think yeah, this really, and another statistic is like a single transaction uh, in Bitcoin is actually equivalent to 680,000 yeah, yeah, visa transactions. Like trying to find like uh, other uh, coins. That's the purpose of other coins, like yeah. from simpler, faster methods. Hmm. Like it's Ethereum, I, right? Ethereum hmm. has been known to have high gas fees for the encryption. Okay. okay, so the uh, Ethereum's gas fees is like around 0 0.3, 0 0.04 and all. Okay, it's, that's like fucking $7,000 and all. Okay, yeah. encryption is very expensive in Ethereum. So what they did is they developed a side system called Polygon. Actually, we are supposed to get Ethereum 2.0, mm -hmm. but they kept delaying it. It's a uh, Genesis date was supposed to be last December. No, October, wait, November, no, November. I've been waiting since November for E2.0. Fuckers never came on it. Okay, so that is supposed to solve this issue of like high gas fees and like more energy required to like uh, 
fix something into the system, right? Mm. But they couldn't, so they built something side off of it called Polygon. Polygon, that's why like uploading stuff is free on Polygon because it's easier to do transactions. It's called WETH. Like the currency it uses is WETH, not just regular ETH. Polygon transactions are like much more cleaner, better for the environment compared to like standard Ethereum or standard Bitcoin. That people yeah. are finding alternatives. So like, yeah, people are still talking about like using non-conventional, you know, like non-polluting, non-conventional sources of energy for mining. But still, you know, like almost two thirds of uh, all mining in China is happening from coal. Like, see, that's a reality. Now, I don't think like people would actually go to the length of finding non-renewable sources, like non-conventional sources of energy, you know, with, to reduce their carbon footprint for mining. Uh, you know, I don't think. Uh, that's the see if people were that socially conscious like they wouldn't have done this sort of damage like 150 terawatts of energy like hours of energy like into like, talk about like a country like argentina all 45 million I know, people I know, like, but if you think about it this way right so all you're doing is you just set your laptop click a button mm -hmm. and uh, within 24 hours you would have earned zero point okay at least for my system you would have earned zero point zero 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 two uh this thing uh, this thing, Bitcoin. So essentially, like two twenty-three thousand uh, satoshi, which is which is equivalent to one point seven dollars. So in like one day, I can earn one point seven dollars just by keeping my laptop right there. Oh. Right. So yeah. it it's interesting. Like you would obviously be like you're like, hey, this is free money. All I'm doing is spending a little bit on electricity. Yeah. The uh, if you calculate the difference, you're actually are earning money. No, it, it's not. See. No, like I know. Earning money means like I know, I know, but that's yeah. the main incentive for why people would do it. I don't think that <laughs> people understand like where does this money come from? Like I think and I think this is the reality. The basic premise of money or the value of cryptocurrency comes from its scarcity. Yes. Like, scarcity is driving the value. But basically, like I think this is like a bubble which is going to burst. Like it is. people are you know rallying against the cryptocurrency Wait, and inflating not its value and it is going to burst just it, like it's you know, already on the verge of bursting yeah no 2008 was not nothing that big but yeah so it's already bursting actually the funny thing is is bit uh, is all cryptocurrency not just bitcoin have been dropping for the past few months okay 320 billion has been lost in the bitcoin uh, in cryptocurrencies in total from the market cap from you said 1.6 trillion right wrong yeah. it's one point it's 1.2 trillion now mm. 3 billion was dropped okay and here's the fun part in the next few months say if i give it three or four months it'll reach like a standstill point okay mm -hmm. now if every whale that's like anyone who has more than 100 bitcoin okay decides mm -hmm. to sell because of the negative publicity and yeah. the other stuff like environmental harm and all if everyone decides to sell the bit the price of every single coin will drop to like almost nothing yeah right? that's making, exactly the point no, no no that's the best part making this technology public domain with a cheap threshold to enter which will be amazing. No, imagine like... No, but still, like if everyone can afford Bitcoin, then it has no value. No, but then the technology of Web3, which is security and all that, right? That's, some, that's the technological side. No, I'm not talking about the economic side. Fucking economics here. <laughs> the technology concept of Web3. The main reason why it's... Like it's security in web searching, web yeah. surfing. But the main reason for why it's not being that implemented is because transactions take fucking Ethereum because... Why would you want to transact in Ethereum? It's expensive, yeah. right? But imagine if Ethereum was like worth like two paisa or something, mm -hmm. one one ETH. Yeah. You can just do these transactions happily and easily, right? 
So what you're saying is that it's sort of like an I'm waiting for it to crash. I want the ma- I want the market to crash. <laughs> See, if the market ca- crashes and like everyone can transact in Bitcoin just like normal yes. normal money, then I think that is exactly what the Indian government is doing to uh, too. Like that is called they they are going to bring out a digital rupee no, no, that no, everyone that is, can use. That is called a DeFi, decentralized finance. Huh. So decentralized finance was also done by USD uh, dollars like USDT, USPSC. Okay, so these are like two uh, what decentralized finance coins right now, which is essentially the dollar, but in crypto world. Okay. The value of it is the value of the dollar. You can't exactly control the thing. It is an easier way for you to transact to the bank. So what you, the bank, what banks do, right? They don't accept Bitcoin or they don't accept your Shiba Inu or whatever shit you, whatever new crypto. There's so many weird names. There's unicorn, it seems. There is BAT, which is basic attention token. Brave gives it to you just for like you watching ads. Okay. And there's so much things where like, okay, the number of cryptocurrencies have exploded. Let's not talk about that. But you know, but the entire... Yeah, so banking systems, yeah. When you're cashing out Bitcoin, so Mm -hmm. what you do is you convert it to USDT, walk into a bank saying, hey, I have USDT, give me money. So the problem with DeFi is there is never a fixed amount of DeFi, yeah. right? So uh, as say rupee, right? Yeah. Say the rupee, you print more notes every day to accumulate with circulation. Inflation yeah. happens, right? Yeah, obviously. The problem, with DeFi's, the problem with DeFi's is they are at risk to inflation. They're the only current cryptocurrency which is at risk to inflation. Yeah, but that is why the government steps in, right? That's why it's controlled by a central bank, like the Reserve Bank yeah. of India, which can actually, you know, examine the market and the banks to actually regulate it from going into inflation. Yes. Like, so what you're saying is that basically for a, you know, sort of good, quote-unquote, good cryptocurrency, which everyone can use, mm-hmm. is no different from, like, the normal currency that we use, except that it's on the blockchain. It's like a currency on the blockchain. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. So, so basically, yeah, that would, that's actually an idea which I think the government is trying to do. Because um, yeah, the best part about this, it will be non-hackable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unique to you. And you can transfer anonymously as well. Mm-hmm. Basically, have like having a currency note. Basically, just. But imagine if no one can steal that note from you. Yeah. That's the thing. It's a virtual. Yeah. Problem. And even if I say I was to transfer money to you, right? Mm-hmm. No man in the middle attacks. None of these will be viable if you're going to do this via the crypto thing, mm-hmm. right? So I wanted to say I wanted to send you hundred rupees. Hundred rupees would come into your pocket, no matter what. No, nothing like ah, sorry, internet fucked up. Your bank mm-hmm. is not working today. Banks will go out of state completely. Yeah, that is true. Obviously. I'm waiting for banks to. Dude, there's such a garbage invention. Like, see, they take your money, they give you point three percent interest rate per year. Which what, is, what are you saying? Uh, you are saying savings. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm completely against the concept of banks because they're just too annoying. Okay, okay. This is like, <laughs> this is going into the realm of uh, I think anarchy. Yeah, 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 like, let's go. avoid this. Uh, let's not. This won't go on record. <laughs> Everything we Laudis say is advocating against banks. I, I feel. Other. I feel like in the starting of this podcast, she just everybody is just everything we say in this podcast is a joke. From a fictional universe which we do not exist in. Yes. yes. <laughs> but it has yeah, a lot of things. Disclaimer. Yeah, that's like a disclaimer. We are talking about a fictional universe. <laughs> exactly. We don't want we don't want banks to close. Uh, <laughs> but 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 still, yeah. No, but see, the banks so there are a like, lot of problems. Point, no, zero point three percent interest rate. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you were to take the same money, put it into a five a good stock, like forget mm-hmm. stocks, throw it into a this thing. What is it called? 
index fund so it is an index fund is essentially like 100 stocks put together sensex or yeah. nifty like the snp 100 yeah. the, the snp is 100 is us fuck it yeah. dude sensex or nifty 50 yeah yeah, yeah. those yeah. sort of things yeah sensex I, i got it i got it okay in a fictional world where this doesn't affect us sensex is gay shit okay <laughs> like the amount of fluctuation sensex has i swear to god i don't even know how it exists still like every two days it because sensex changes as if it's cryptocurrency man like every two days it's like sensex drop 8000 points sensex rose up 5000 points yeah okay. sensex dropped see, again 20000 see like now mm-hmm. you're talking no, no, no. nifty 50 has been on like almost continuous growth it's not dropped this much fluctuations yeah. this each point is fucking 1 rupee devi mm-hmm. i can't expect 6000 <laughs> rupee drop in like one day okay this is not acceptable <laughs> this i like now because you're talking about sensex which is like the stock exchange of the biggest democracy in the world like know, you have this nifty, sort of no 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 each nifty, person is like a different is also the same thing nifty 50 does not do this only sensex on sensex you have like basically every major company is on sensex right better than nifty 50 also yeah but still you know thing is sensex are... takes 200 nifty takes 50 ah. but still Yeah, at least 50 best i rather yeah. i rather put money i am not a okay. market expert fine. Fine, 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 fine. i am how the stock i was interested in this a while ago okay so uh, big coming back so say i was to put my money into say nifty in uh, this thing uh, nifty 50 right hmm. i would have an annual growth of 5 to 30% okay hmm. and the, my money would not be taxable because only people who fucking tax my money are the banks assholes oh okay. uh, the thing is that uh, individuals are taxed but not if you put that in a private uh trust or no, something no, no, like that no that that's how the indian yeah indian i know but i know don't know about the other nation. you want me to talk about that? i'll talk about that no no i, I don't <laughs> want you to talk about that that will go on for such a huge tangent and we'll never come back from that it's and, like full make your own corporation yeah, yeah. separate tax filing system it's it's, it's uh, in india you have to uh, it's very interesting it's going to be really controversial <laughs> another topic another day <laughs> yes yes i am not going to talk about raising corporate tax all those things uh, the tnp is going to throw me away this is going to show i am talking so much bs on corporation they're going to throw am, me away from tnp who do you think i am i am placement rep <laughs> yeah. you have a place, placement rep is hosting a podcast which is talking bs like dissing corporations and talking about increasing corporate tax see i'm a realist i i talk about shit i've experienced from data yeah <laughs> See, yeah, uh, you know, coming back to this uh, NFT thing, yes. uh, crypto thing, like our last point was about climate, right? Yeah. And I think this actually talks, you know, shows the hypocrisy of tech advocates, right? On one side, they are talking about, uh, you know, uh, stopping climate change, making new renewable energy, and still on the other side, you have tech advocates speaking about, you know, Bitcoin mining and those sort of things. <laughs> Like how can you talk about cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency mining without giving this disclaimer of the kind of huge climate See, impact that it's had? I think this is uh, this is sort of a that's what do you say double faced? Yeah, it's it's not it's double faced. The biggest problem with cryptocurrency and like pretty much anything which has started since then is misinformation. Mm-hmm. Like what I know about cryptocurrency, you don't know, and yeah. you have like certain assumptions which uh, I can definitely prove are wrong, right? Okay. But, No, yeah, what are statistics I told no, it's so uh, yeah, yeah. statistics are fine yeah. no no I'm not talking about I'm talking about before you started uh, studying for this podcast right mm-hmm. uh like you would have heard of some term right you would be like hey I bought bitcoin so you're like oh okay so bitcoin is just something you can buy hey I bought <laughs> ethereum so ethereum's like 
dollar compared to indian rupee so bit yeah. like a bitcoin ethereum yeah that people it's not your no assume. idea would uh, yeah. actually assume and, like, and some people would like tell, even people like the only information source which most people rely on right now is social media which is like reels and tiktoks right mm-hmm. and, and they're not five, going to and they're not going to social media five seconds yeah they're five seconds to social media five seconds to explain mm-hmm. what this is which mm-hmm. nobody can do so all they tell in five seconds is you make money come join me <laughs> and they're like okay i make money this 5 yeah. second clip told it's me it's like microeconomics in 5 seconds yeah microeconomics <laughs> in 5 seconds let's go boy <laughs> how do we make yeah. money invest in bitcoin yeah, oh, okay that's good enough Zimba. and like people's attention span is like so small they don't even want to like go deep mm-hmm. into any research like i'm yeah, that all news changes now. every 5 seconds which yeah, <laughs> like most people get their news from social media and that's horrible let's uh, not even go there so uh, like what we have david 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 this on twitter this on twitter it's your favorite social media platform <laughs> oh my god yeah twitter is so toxic like uh, i am on twitter myself and this sounds hypocrisy hypocrisy uh, like still you know twitter has a lot of good things you can actually hear a lot of voices and a lot of different opinions but still 90% problem of with that, that is toxic most people's opinions are wrong and should not be brought into public lighting no oh my god <laughs> let's not go there let's not go there this is really against the free market I want, of ideas i just want to like cut out like couple of these clips and just make like a trailer for this episode this <laughs> banking system is horrible bad. It's, it's bad it's trash and then just uh, what uh, free speech is bad most people's opinions is garbage yeah. just take all these clips put it together compilation i'll share it on instagram or something yeah. but still you know the free market uh, no the, the free market of ideas must go on and that's a different talk i'm not going into free speech but still you know uh, everyone should be made to talk uh, you know should be allowed to express their opinion how controversial it is unless you know that impinges on the freedoms of others i think that sort of thing just you have your freedoms should not count another and that's another topic that's not going to that so basically what we have talked about right now yeah i think that is like a podcast episode for the future hmm yeah actually talked talk about talk about why people don't deserve free speech yeah okay great great that's a great topic we are going to get cancelled on spotify great <laughs> next some other thing achirn will be like De- delete this podcast or i'll jump off of spot <laughs> please achirn i'm calling you do this yeah but yeah that's free market of ideas is another thing uh, so we have talked about how uh, cryptocurrency and nfts breed inequality then we talked about how it leads to yes. fraud and market manipulation then money laundering and then you know the climatic impact so at the end of this podcast let's talk about the intrinsic value of information or what gives crypto value other than scarcity because now as i understand it the only thing that gives crypto its value is the scarcity of crypto that's what gives its value but let's say there's a fun else. fact about that yeah. the scarcity factor like before you start your fun fact about scarcity factor the tracker which yeah. tracks the scarcity mm. is not accurate okay now there's some sort of market <laughs> manipulation part of it <laughs> the tracker is not accurate that's the yeah. most fun part ever like imagine finding out that the money which you actually found out exists does not exist yeah or the you know uh, yeah coming back to this yeah. or the value of nft the value of digital art you know mm-hmm. how it gets value of course the, the artist should definitely be you know paid for his work he yeah. put a lot of effort in the digital art that's true you know in that way nfts you know should be you know 
are a good thing it uh, you know gives artists their you know rightful voice in the public and they get paid but the thing is you know the global market for art like physical art normal art is 50.1 billion dollar yeah and now you're talking about a collection of jpegs it's sold for 69 billion dollars okay now i'm talking about the entire market paint art market of the world right all the painters yeah. the normal painters who lead their normal lives now you have a, a painting here i would say painting a digital art a collection of jpegs a collection of all his works which is selling for 69 69.3 billion dollars mm-hmm. so nfts has actually enabled a single painter or an artist to sell a single artwork which is more valuable than all the other physical artworks in the world combined one that's number one point the second and the most uh, you know the crucial point of this section discussion is Right, people are making inform- 69 million, not 69 billion. What? Yeah, 69 million. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 69 million dollars, and you are talking about 5.50, like 50 billion dollars. Right? Yeah. See, still, like the value which is accorded to this single artwork. I'm not just talking about. Saying, let's take Jack Dorsey's first tweet or memes, all yeah. those things. They are being yeah. accorded a value, like which is like the value which an artist should be play, paid mm. plus. you know the scarcity thing of this the rallying the auction part of it hmm. right and uh, something like a tweet a screenshot of a tweet is being sold for millions of dollars right so now other than the scarcity part of it or the fact that simply put people are paying for nothing like let's look if information has an if it helps they're paying for the copyrights if ah. it helps <laughs> yeah. uh, no for the painting let let disregard painting yeah. and artworks let's talk about memes and you know, screenshots okay. that's what i'm talking about or or this is ridiculous like the nba is selling shorts of you know shorts <laughs> from the games as nfts that sort of thing <laughs> so uh yeah so other than the scarcity part or the other than the you know the innate human you know human beings have this sort of urge to buy unique things like Hmm. Uh, the fact that there's only one of this in the world the non fungibility of it is like very appealing to human beings as you know as you know as an organism so other than that you know i want to know if information like bits and bytes stored on a computer hmm. has some sort of intrinsic value to it like you know gold gold has an intrinsic value to it yeah. right because people it it's an yellow shiny metal which can never corrode and people can melt you know people have been fascinated by gold since <laughs> alchemists right people yeah. have been trying to turn lead into gold there's also the stories yeah yeah so just like gold uh does information by itself have some sort of intrinsic value to it like gold or di- diamond or things like that what do you think see um okay for example everything would have an intrinsic value to it right like say for example right now if you were to say take this let's come back to the example of board ape yacht club right Mm-hmm. it is popular or like crypto punks which mm-hmm. these like skyrocketed when they first came out right so these essentially became like a part of history pretty much like people would study yeah, these obviously. as like the first surges of nfts in the entire crypto market yeah right so that would be like one main reason for why you would want to buy it you're essentially buying a part of history yeah, but right. i can screenshot history yeah, you can screenshot history that's yeah. not not a problem you can go tell your son that you fought in world war 2 he will not complain okay <laughs> yeah. but I- <laughs> people actually lost their legs fighting in world war 2 yeah i know nobody loses anything or gains anything Dude, by people, buying a screenshot yeah i know but still you can 
tell you about part of history right? nft always see clearly has a much bigger picture to it yeah okay the no, but the information part like do you think information or like information uh, has always held power right devi yeah i'm not talking about information as in just general information in a textbook i'm talking about digital information which is stored yes. in hard disk and that sort of yes yes like, say for example um i want to sell secrets online right it would it would be embedded in images and would be shared across the internet yeah. right and the only way to ever get access to uh say for example the two sets so i you know the two sets of images you need one which will have the passcode one which will have the data yeah. right but how would you know which are which amongst the mits of the entire internet right yeah. so you would have like this just these two tokens which would exist as like a locking key mechanism but see the main concept of nft is the side see people were distracted by the fact that you can sell paintings and music and uh tweets and all that this is like this is not the main purpose of the technology yeah. it's kind of like uh, how like let's say an example like say for example you went to college but then you realize you can make friends right like wow. no, no sorry <laughs> wait <laughs> no no wait, wait this wait, sounds wait. so wait, interesting let me let me iron out the thing you went to college and um you get something besides a degree you're only paying for the degree right yeah but you also mm-hmm. you you did not exactly pay for the fun times you had with your friends mm. right the fun times is what you got along with it which is like the fun joy for along the, the journey the real treasure is what the, the friends we made <laughs> along, yeah. <laughs> that's all about it yeah the, but the real treasure here right like i said mentioned before like you have connections mm. that that is one thing which nfts like help build communities of people of like the similar mindset and stuff right but so, still but, I, no, no, I, no, I, mean, listen, listen that is i'm still talking about yeah, the yeah, side yeah, story yeah, yeah. <laughs> main story is what it is is you're building a system like ethereum like this has proven that ethereum is like a good void to store data on it mm-hmm. so there's this thing called dapps or dapps i don't know exactly how they pronounce it very new people pronounce it different ways okay so dapps what they do is uh, they're apps which are existing on the blockchain you can't update these apps or anything okay so what they do is you just build the app and you throw it there like like a baby bird like you just like fling it out of the nest okay like if it flies it flies if it doesn't it sinks nobody knows okay they just exist in the void so no exact entity is in control of these systems yep. so you are essentially making money or losing money but it's completely program related there's nobody pulling strings there's nothing illegal it's complete fairness okay. these are like mm. the two purposes of why the system was made to be like a capsulation of to hold more technology within it yeah so you're talking so I, about a- the side chain technology right yes, right. yes the technically people yeah, were able to people are able to put images and sell it mm. that's a, that's a side thing yeah but the no the exception has become the norm yeah essentially <laughs> yeah that sort of thing so yeah obviously no one will uh, you know counter the fact that blockchain obviously has a lot of good application and it will obviously in the coming years i think it will truly revolutionize you know the world as a whole blockchain technology yeah but the fact that people has actually used this to rally against cryptocurrency and now nfts like i think uh, like uh, there were only around like couple of people who knew like how what nfts are pre pandemic right yeah. now after pandemic this has actually blown up and people oh, you see this, this is like a, you can see this all I over this history. in my vacation like <laughs> 12th vacation that's when i found out i wish i knew yeah. two years prior yeah that's like like people who were you know interested in tech actually knew about this like uh, 
couple of a few people who actually, have no clue how you guys found out <laughs> yeah like it actually exploded right yeah imagine like from your perspective like hey yeah. this is new thing called bitcoin like oh cool can i do it from my phone no <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was actually the first talk of everyone right <laughs> people who were not you know following tech news yeah Uh, and it's actually see this is like a historical thing that just like the gold rush in the us or alchemist you know finding out how to make gold from various when people find ways to make quick money or free money i might say people actually rally behind it and it actually you know leads to destruction obviously yeah. just like how uh, you know it's a full serend basically <laughs> it actually you know it, it has uh, it has not sort of like Right. it actually leads to this sort of deprivation in that like people are just like how people are you know rallying against this uh, finding a cryptocurrency utopia mm-hmm. like how people were you know the spanish were find going to find el dorado sort of that sort of thing <laughs> i think people just like that when people find a try you know see see there's like like this easy way to make money people actually go behind it that's like you can see this all throughout history and now because we are living in a digital age this is like the digital equivalent of the gold rush yeah very much like to put it very crudely why this gold come here <laughs> yeah basically that's it when people see just like how you told i can just switch on my computer go to sleep and in the morning i got money yeah. i got the minimum wage right 1 dollar 2 dollars actually yeah 2 dollars <laughs> that's like to me that's free money right that's yeah. free money like who wouldn't do this I mean, if you study more, there's actually a lot of side effects from that, like your yeah, like, price and hmm. how you say it. But for like a for normal person, this looks like uh, free money. <laughs> free money, basically. But there's no such thing as free lunch. <laughs> it always comes with a cost. <laughs> actually, you know what? I was actually planning to try this. So, Dave, imagine. Remember, I showed you Peltier Play technology, right? Mm-hmm. Peltier. What the heat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rotating the. No, no, the heat and cold. on the plate would generate electricity ah yeah ah, yes, so yes imagine yes. if you were to use that as like the like the heat that comes out of these miners put them into the peltier plate hmm. it will develop the cold side which is the no, no that won't work because that's against that 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 works <laughs> against the first law of thermodynamics right no not really it's not like 100% efficiency no yeah i'm just saying no, like, but still uh, like regenerative baking it's like a 20% efficiency but i'll take it like but if you uh, there's a uh, imagine that like the, the miners are taking energy and it's yeah. just a way uh, the waste i might say the leftover energy which comes into this heat sink you're talking about yeah does so that produce good enough uh, like you know useful enough energy i don't know decent, that yeah. that's up to research i guess my my gpu reaches up to like 82 degrees celsius you know mm. i'm not But, even joking yeah. imagine a company it reaches 82 degrees celsius every day mm. that's not good for it that's not good for the room that's good not not good for the user that's good not good for the environment yeah that now and that that, that just... too that's 82 on like a controlled system if it mm. is something like a plain as gpu which you take and unregulated connected to a this thing raspberry pi and just fry its ass right mm. it can reach up to 100 degrees if you do not turn on the fan it will end the life <laughs> yeah it will implode yeah and that thing will melt <laughs> yeah i think that's all about cryptocurrency and bitcoin and, and nfts uh, and taxes and at the end of the day we can say that you know the blockchain is a good technology but cryptocurrency is just a gold rush 
yes. some people might hit gold many <laughs> will come uh, you know empty handed many will come empty handed yeah. most will come empty handed i don't want to talk about the downsides of this <laughs> because i don't want people to say <laughs> and even the people who got the gold will find that uh, as time progresses it turns into fool's gold yeah pirate yeah <laughs> so that's it end episode yeah. bye bye guys wait no ah oh, wait 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 oh my god i stopped recording oh okay wait i can still wait yeah, you are still recording wait i'm still recording okay. ha ha just add your socials yeah. okay bye guys this is fun for today's bye. episode follow us on our socials at lokush underscore prano devi on twitter and uh, zatta on no, instagram i don't really have social media you have twitter you bitch you yeah but that's private <laughs> I don't use it. I, I, just, I will share. I am Devi's, a stalker. I'll share Devi's Twitter ID in the. That's pri- that's a private account. It's fine. I'll share Devi's Twitter ID. And I don't tweet, obviously, for it's obvious fine. reasons. It doesn't even <laughs> like my tweets, also like such a bitch. But okay, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> See you next episode.